I'm John Murphy. I'm Christian Humes. And you're listening to Watch World. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back. We are diving into season three of Westworld. It's been two years since the last time we've talked about this. Or Yeah, that's that's true. Well, I guess for some people, if they heard the primer, it's a little bit sooner than two years. But yeah, it's been like 22 months between seasons. Yeah, so just almost two years, which hasn't felt like, you know, that, like it felt like time whizzed by. It's been both very short and extremely long. So this episode, titled Parse Domine, interesting they're going with Latin again uh, for mm-hmm. their titles, uh, which means it's a Gregorian chant, um, so it's an old Latin thing, So which means spare lord, spare your people, be not angry with us forever, which as we will maybe explore and discuss, is it about the hosts? Is it about the humans? Who knows? Yeah, it's definitely about the relationship between gods and humans because of what she says at the end of the episode. Yes, um, which we'll get to. Yes. Um, so off the top of the show, just to put it out there, I enjoyed it. And I think it, obviously, like, I was very excited since it kind of snuck up on me. I was I got I went from being not hyped to suddenly getting very excited and then while watching it I was like okay right they needed to really kind of reset everything here so it was slower than I hoped for but I mean it's all in favor of setting up the rest of the season yes um yeah and it does reset in an interesting way Mm -hmm. um we kind of one thing I want to point out first off the like a new thing that they're doing is this white screen circular thing that is pointing out these disturbances mm-hmm. around the world. It's kind of basically a sort of uh, Chiron to like where we're going in locations. Yes. Um, and I didn't put it together at first, but then kind of at the end of the episode, I put it together. It is this machine that they introduce that's right. like working. It's doing its thing. That's like it's, detecting. Yeah. It's essentially like the same machine that analyzed people in Westworld. But it analyzed events. Right. Now, now it's almost like a, a time machine where you can predict the future. Yes. And you can sort of get ahead of anything if it can predict. It can see any threats or any any sort of all these yes. different things that are coming at you. This, this is actually the plot of the TV show Travelers. They create a machine based on this algorithm that is then able to compute the most likely scenario for like all actions and it's basically plugged into everything so anything that has a camera or is digital it's able to look at that and they were able to then send people back in time and it was able to, it was like essentially looking at probability and saying like okay if you take these actions this should result in a better future because it was like a bad future sort of a thing and this seems like it's it's a similar idea but it's not about changing time it's like just trying to maintain society in what it looks as an efficient way, but it's a very inhuman way. It's very robotic. Which seems like a continuing the theme of this show where um, you have, when, when we first kind of are introduced to Westworld in season one, you had the Ford versus um, uh, uh, Bernard, basically, whoever he was before, I forget. Uh, <laughs> it's off the top of my head. Um, you know, basically they, they created these hosts and, mm-hmm. you know, one Arnold? person. Arnold, yeah, sorry. Uh, Arnold and so <laughs> or Armand <laughs> Armand yes as as Bernard has taken his new name <laughs> here um, but yeah with the, the Ford versus Arnold kind of philo- philosophical debate of you know what are the purpose of the hosts and 
them being used for the right reasons and the wrong reasons and right. kind of how thing technology is corrupted by humans, not by itself in a lot of ways. And so this is kind of taking it almost to the next logical step where yes. we're seeing this like sort of world shaping technology that can allow a company or companies to influence the world and affect it in a in a way as if they can see the future and it being you'd think it would be used for good for good and for improving the world but in the wrong hands it can be used to destroy the world and tear yeah. it down and it's clearly already just being abused because in what probably on a number system shows the world like hey there's less chaos more people are fed more people have jobs but like what does that mean for humanity like are people being given a, a fair opportunity and from aaron paul it doesn't seem like it's actually a better life for everyone if even if on paper it says it is yes um so yeah that, that was the first thing that i noticed kind of as this opens up and it sort of as it cuts between scenes you see this kind of graphic of it detecting these anomalies in these certain yeah. uh, sections of the world um, as it follows basically Dolores around for most of the episode is kind of the sort of central figure it follows the most. But um, we begin with her uh, entering this house and essentially getting, taking all this guy's money. He was a, I guess he was a frequent park goer and, and I guess an investor in a bunch of things and like had some sort of corporate secrets of stuff. Um, so she basically manipulates his smart house to against him. <laughs> yeah. Which is pretty cool. It's a pretty cool, like, short film, almost in the opening way, um, where I didn't I didn't connect at first. I thought that his wife was a host because they look similar to his previous wife. Oh, dude, yeah, I was thrown off by that, but I guess he just has a, a like, certain a taste. Thing, yeah. yeah, for, like, Asian women for some reason or something. Um, because, like, we saw her for such a brief moment, and then the rest of the scenes are in the dark. I was like, oh, did he make a host that looks like her because he's guilty about her death? And then it was like, oh, no, he's just a weirdo. Yeah, he just likes that thing and then tried to hide, I guess, the death of his other wife in some yeah. weird way. Um, but essentially, Dolores takes all his money and tricks him or, like, forces him basically to give up his uh, some of his, like, corporate secrets that he had on this yes. company Insight, which is where this sort of world-predicting machine is being was constructed by. Um, cause I think she's basically trying to infiltrate these companies. Yeah. I mean, this is basically the forge of the human world, you know, it, cause the one thing we kept seeing with like Aaron Paul and stuff was everyone had these like chips that it looks like monitors your life, just like the people in Westworld do. Cause that's why they were, looked like they were taking like little electronic tabs that like would dissolve and stuff. Yeah. So was that, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing, yeah, you you're correct in the sense that it was we saw it in the beginning with the, the first guy and then we see it at that party these people that would take these little that looks like you know lsd tabs and yeah. but they're sort of maybe nanotechnology or something that like yeah that's what i'm thinking or it's or it's a chemical that is a reaction with the system but there was a thing that like like when he was on the phone with francis who we find out later is obviously dead which i kind of caught on to early on and this is sort of a like echo of who francis once was um created yeah. by like an ai yeah which is not clearly nearly as good as any of the like delos ai stuff um but i remember there was a thing it was like you know hey do you want to be brought back online like you want to turn it back on he was like no yeah. so it seems like he has turned off his internal computer 
which might also be why he's not getting these jobs. Yeah, I th- I, I think that's a good that's a good actually thing to point out is that like he they're in a society in which you have to be connected in order to prosper and actually like live, and the more you try to disconnect, the more you're sort of shut out and um you struggle in that way um, because they want the control is kind of the interesting point they put forward. Um, so I guess the thing I was most surprised by, and you did call this, which was that it mostly took place. It pretty much all took place in the outside world. Uh, obviously we'll talk, you know, Bernard ends up going there. Uh, it looks like at the end, he's going to head towards Westworld, but it does seem like there is going to end up being a bigger story in Westworld as well too, which I'm happy about. Yeah. I mean, we have the sort of very end of the episode teaser, um, with Maeve, which is in Westworld, um, but or not Westworld, uh, Spy World or whatever. Like as we kind of were talking on the primer, War World, Nazi World. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, maybe the best way to to break it down instead of going through the whole episode beat by beat is just talk about the the, the characters. three character stories. Yeah. yeah. So like we could just talk about Dolores's journey, um, Caleb's journey, and Armin's journey. Armin slash. Bernard. Let's start with Bernard Armin first, just because I feel like not a lot happens. Yeah, um, yeah. Most part, um, I I think it was interesting because I think I think in the primer I, I said I predicted he was like back on the island, back on Westworld, but he is in hiding. He's on on in the real world, but in hiding as like a under a different name. So, well, it seems like it's more than that. It seems like he's actually split the part of him that was Bernard, um, Bernard onto Armand, like the true Bernard before he was like unleashed. Yeah. And the part that like Ford wrote for him, this murderous Bernard has been left behind as Bernard and Armand is like the kind version of him. So very like Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde thing now. Yeah. Where he can, and he's now trying to control it in a way where we have the part where he's doing like the diagnostics and he's basically asking himself like, have you talked to anybody without me knowing and stuff? And he's like, no. There's definitely going to be a thing where he loses control of that button or something. And oh, of yeah. course it's going to have to come together where he's going to have to remerge or something like that but that button is going to be trouble yes his little his his car unlocking key button thing that he i really i just i liked the idea i like that he chose this like armand is like a softer name not that bernard was a heavy a strong name but like he went with an even like softer kinder name and he was just like petting that poor injured cow and he's just like trying to live his life and just hide away and do you think that's the world does not want that cows or is that synthetic like sort of oh i think that's 100 percent real do you think it's real okay I, yeah. I wasn't sure if it was like if we live in a future now where everything is sort of not necessarily real but maybe like cloned in a certain way or well it seemed like he was in the south pacific like some kind of an uh like you know somewhere like he's definitely china thailand westworld yeah which was so, some, like he's like indonesia or like yeah Philippines but it seemed like he was in like a village area so it wasn't um like, my guess is, although there's the future, just like today, there are plenty of places that are remote enough that it's like, you know, we're not going to just go in and pave over everything and turn everything into a future city, no. you know? So I think those are just like regular people with real cows, which probably is like a delicacy in the future. It's like, hey, this is like a grass-fed cow not made in a lab. Yeah. Maybe like the, there is like kind of a movement back towards that type of system. Yeah, I'm sure, like, you know, there's, like, some rich, like, ass who will do, like, a speech to someone, like, he's like, you know why these cows are the best? You know, like, 
that's definitely that's definitely a conversation that happens in one of those lofts in LA. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> it's a factory for Trump steaks. But so the major revelation is obviously he can switch back and forth to talk to himself or when he needs to throw down with some thugs. But he's headed back to Westworld. And as we saw the last time, it's on an island and that's why he's taking a boat. Yeah. And it's near China. It's like South China Sea area somewhere around there. Yeah. It's um, probably an artificial man-made island. Yes. Because the way that in season one, uh, Ford could manipulate the land pretty easily and build stuff made sense that it possibly is overall just a man-made island. Yeah. Well, because, I mean, China has a ton of islands that they've built now, too. Yeah. So it's so probably something they built so they have all the rights to, you know, so. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, the only way they could get away with what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> uh the other thing we learn, I guess, is he's basically on the hook for the whole island disaster. Um, Which we know because of the security footage when we see Bernard using the machine gun when Ford takes over him, the yeah. assault rifle. Yeah. So while Dolores gets away, kind of unknown, relatively unknown, no one knows about her kind of escaping. Everything's gone to Bernard. But I don't think, do they, they don't know yet that he's... A host. They just think he's just a guy that murdered people. They have no idea. Which, in fact, we both forgot during the primer that in the series, the season finale, um, the security guard was revealed to be a host. Which one? Oh, uh, Ashley Stubbs? Yeah. We totally forgot. We were like, oh, he's the only human we care about left. Because it wasn't a full-on reveal. It was very, like, cheekily implied. But they uh-huh. do mean it to be, like, a real implication. When, like, Charlotte Hall comes up to him and, and he says something like, like, oh, like I'm he here knows. to protect all of the hosts, and he he's like consider it my prime directive or whatever, Got and it. then like he lets her on the boat and out. Yeah, that's right. Now that yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I had totally forgot because it wasn't like a full reveal and it was only implicated. But I looked it up because Therese, um, my girlfriend, brought it up, and so I googled it, and that like the director confirmed that they did mean for you to interpret that as he actually is a host. All right. Well, which is a bummer because. Now I guess Caleb's the only human I care about. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if he's actually human, we can get into that. Oh, I'm certain he's got to be, right? Um, Just because he's got the mom. Well, okay, so let's let's dive into Caleb then. All right, let's dive into Caleb. Yeah, so Aaron Paul's the new, new man in town on the show is this guy Caleb, um, who, yes, I think for all intents and purposes, he... Is he is a human character? Um, yeah, there's just a couple of moments where I thought maybe they're hi- they're at least they're hinting to maybe throw you off or like you know cloud the you know the conspiracy theorists a little bit. Uh, I didn't pick this up at all. It was very interesting. So the two the two things are um, one his mother who says you're not my son, and yes you oh. you could chalk that up to saying you're you know oh she's like losing oh it. My God. It's you're so right. And then and then later, when he confronts that one guy who like puts the gun up to his face, he's like, you think this is the first time I've been shot in the face? Which dude, you're so right. Which makes me think, oh, like he either he's like a host like Android, or he's like one of those like a almost like a he's like he has like a human brain and he's like still him, but he's like maybe got like a bunch of like replacement parts. <laughs> Or something, and like he used to because be like a he was in the military, and he got like blown to blown to bits, and then it's got to be put back together. So that's my that was my one like two things, but I could be if wrong. If that is if that's true, I got to hand it to you because all of that fits together very nicely, and those are all such subtle hints. 
Um, I hadn't questioned any of it, and I think it's and and it, it, I think it's just because I do desperately, even though um, I recognize the host humanity, I do want a human to root for. Yeah, well, because otherwise that just means like they're just saying all humans are are. To, which means our only human character that we right. can care for right now is Giggles, played by Marshawn Lynch, who has the coolest fucking shirt so far in the in the show. I love. Hey, who is that? He's the guy that he Aaron, uh, Caleb teams up with with Lena Wade. Oh, right. And he's got had, the yes. He's got the amused yeah. sh- like little thing that lights up, and then later when he gets punched in the yep. face, it turns to angry. And like I was like, yep. I love that shirt. <laughs> I didn't hate the son who runs the business, but we'll talk about him. Um. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk to him when we get to Dolores. But um. So yeah. Uh. We talked. We briefly touched on this, but Caleb is. We we keep having these sort of phone conversations that he has with his. Um, friend Francis, played by Kid Cudi, the rapper. Yeah. Um, I picked up R.I.P. Pretty to Francis, not Kid Cudi. Yeah, I, I picked up pretty early that um, Francis was not real, just yeah, because of the so way they I. cut it, the fact that like yeah, he's having these conversations and he keeps declining the call. I think this was the only. I think this was the only low point of the episode for me. Was I felt like they did the whole like montage of him talking to Francis and hearing memories and walking around somewhere. Like one too many times. I feel like they could have cut like one of those out, and we would have lost nothing. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Um, but like you said, I think we it come. It, the point of it is, I guess, is to kind of show this kind of journey of Caleb of like what is real, what is not. Um, yeah, we're seeing these kind of points in his life, um, trying to apply for jobs, like him working at construction site, whereas like his people he works with is like a buddy. Um, and then, um, yeah, so I think it definitely, um, there was, I, there was some interesting things with Caleb. Um, I did enjoy the, the app that he uses. It's like, it's kind of like a, uh, it's like a mercenary app, I guess. I don't know. It's like a, yeah, I don't totally understand. Like it didn't seem the things he were doing was entirely illegal either because like, how could something like that exist in this world and not just be like all of those people would just be caught. Well, I think like, it's maybe probably a, a, a kind of uh, underground app. Yeah, it's like a dark web app, maybe, type of thing. Yeah. Um, but I remember reading a short story written by somebody that was like similar, that was like kind of about like it was like Uber drivers, but you're sort of your cops kind of thing, where like anyone could sign up for it and you essentially, you know, get an alert that's saying, oh, there's a robbery happening at the 7 Eleven. Like, you, if you go there and stop it, you get you get to collect like seven hundred dollars. So like it basically outsourced the police to the community, in a way. And I thought like this was kind of an offshoot of that in some ways, but like more so like, oh like if you want to do like maybe somewhat shady shit, you can like you know sign up for this thing and like take certain jobs where it's like pick up this package, deliver it here, um, maybe rob an ATM. <laughs> um, it's kind of like bringing GTA to life in some ways. In an app for yeah, <laughs> yeah. I you know I I guess like if they want me to buy that, I'll just buy it. It just felt to me a little bit weird because of the fact that it seems like there's some social currency that takes place in this universe, um, and with the kind of surveillance that already exists in our life, if there's this super advanced society that has this super AI that's watching everything, it's like how could any of that stuff ever be gotten away with? I don't understand. It seems to me from what I'm kind of getting is that at least in the sort of 
western part of the world. I don't know exactly the eastern yeah. um, section, um, but it seems in the western, like the U.S. and like Europe, um, that there actually like really isn't any more like centralized governments, and it's actually all oh, like it's all run by corporations yeah. now. Where, um, which means that I think as long as you're not like screwing with these major corporations, you can kind of get away with shit. And they're yeah, not as like surveillance right. state because there really isn't any police, right. and obviously don't. Well, see we saw anything. police show up, and you don't also like when. Um, well, wait, we saw we saw police. We do, but like they're not like as big of a presence. It doesn't seem. Yeah, that's all. fair. Um, and then there's a part where I think uh, Martin Cannels, oh, that Cannels, like the, the the guy that works for Insight, who's like doing the, um, he's like the, he's basically the enforcer of secrets and like does shit like that. Um, he talks about like not calling the feds or whatever, and it just can't, it seems I got the sense that there just doesn't seem to be a lot of like police presence, like a federal presence around, which makes me think yeah. then this is a world in which corporations kind of run everything. Right. It's very prescient. Yes. Um, so that's I'm trying to think of anything else. I mean, that's his whole journey up until the end because it's clear what happened with him in the past was he lost his buddy and his buddy. His buddy spoke probably some kind of gospel about, like, you know, the right to live and, like, freedom of choice, which is sort of what Aaron, uh, Aaron Paul's character, Caleb, is struggling with. Um, yeah. And so, you know, Caleb has this discussion with fake Francis where, you know, fake Francis says something and he's like, he's like, no, I know what you're trying to pitch to me, but, like, that doesn't work. And the reason it doesn't work is because, like, you didn't have a plan. He was like, you know, you, you kind of understood that the system was broken, but you didn't know how to fix it. You didn't know how to live in it the right way. And so I think he's like resigning to the fact he stopped. He, he's been fighting the fact that he believes that the whole time. And now I think he's just accepting that he believes that, but he still doesn't have a plan or a way to execute it. And that's why obviously him crossing lines with Dolores is going to be the thing that allows him to execute on that plan. Yeah. So let's dive into Dolores' storyline here. Because then at the end, I think we'll. I want to. I want to discuss a little bit about Dolores and Caleb coming together and what that means. Um, right. So we already talked about how Dolores went and got the uh, espionage, essentially the corporate espionage from the first guy that she essentially tricks into killing himself because she read his book, which we know from the Forge means it's sort of like she essentially can simulate what would happen. Yeah, with his like psych and profile. It seemed like he would do this and this and these situations. Yes. And I really liked the like hologram glasses she used to essentially augment his reality. Uh, that was great. So that was a really clever way to deal with that. Um, the one thing I want to say aside is, because uh, it's basically Team Dolores, is we also saw Charlotte go to the boardroom. Yes. Um, who is working for Dolores. We don't know who Charlotte is. We don't know if it's just like a blank she is programmed or if it is a person. We're going to find out. If it's one of the pearls, it likely is. But... Um, there's a stand-in on the board, which is being run by the algorithm. We don't know who that is, but that's who it seems like we're about to find out soon. Yes. At the end of this episode. And and that's I, who Dolores I, is I going after. I love how the board, the board has like the algorithm voting. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> and the one guy's like, why are we letting the algorithm vote? <laughs> it's great. And I wasn't sure, though, if that was actually meant to be the man in black, bec- and they just don't know that he's dead yet. No, I think he's the empty chair. There was, there was two things. Right. There was the algorithm who votes, I think, instead or as part of it. But then the empty chair was the man in black. 
But that's but isn't the algorithm voting because he's not there? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So people don't know he's dead. No, I think they just think he's gone. He's been missing. Right. He's he's missing, which is why I think they teased in the last season the Forge version of him, and maybe maybe we'll meet at what point in the future that is by the end of this season, because they might need a forged man in black to. Well, I think we're definitely going to see. Uh, Ed Harris, you know, yeah. as William in whatever form in the next episode. In whatever form. I think yeah. he's going to pop up here. We just don't know exactly what he is. That's true. Exactly where he's at in this one. But he has, he's going to be factored in somewhat to the plot here. Um, so what does she What does she do next? Well, then it, it jumps to basically her. She, I guess it cuts forward a little bit. And she uses the money that she got from this guy and the secrets to influence the company Insight. And basically forge a sort of romantic relationship with, um, let me get his name. I know, I only know the actor from uh, the newsroom. <laughs> uh, Liam. Yes, Liam, yes. Um, cause he, yeah, I have to look up who it was because like, I know this face. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's been in a couple of things. Yeah, no, he, I, liked him, I liked him in the newsroom. Um, he just has like a nice guy face. Yeah. So Liam works for Insight. Insight's the company who created the insightful AI, and Liam's dad is the one who created that and the algorithm. Yes. So interesting that you have that kind of father-son sort of dealing mm-hmm. with kind of passing down your legacy and like the very almost um, Tony Stark-ish, I would say, in some ways. Um, like living in the shadow of your father in some in certain ways, but trying to like find your own path. And you can see he's kind of... He doesn't want to be like he he had a much more I think uplifting kind of vision of the future and like what he wanted to do and like clearly his father was probably murdered <laughs> and or I think it's actually supposed to be said he was kind of killed because of what he created and the, the sort of these other things around him are kind of swooping in and he doesn't really know how to like control or deal with them so wait who Liam yeah. I got, I got, oh, his dad's not dead. His dad's not dead. I thought his dad. I thought they said his dad was murdered. What is that? Yeah. When oh, when she when he goes to meet with that one lady on the balcony that Dolores overhears. Yeah. Like he, I, or maybe, and I think before it was like I think they mentioned kind of how like his dad's gone, like missing. Okay. Could that be the man in black? Hmm. Could that be the man in black? No. I think it's a different, no. whole different system. Yeah, it probably has to be a different person. Um, well, the only reason I say this is because I thought they were threatening his life. Like, didn't the woman threaten his life? Yeah, but they Liam's were saying, life? like, basically saying, like, "Oh, you, you know, I think, be, like, because what happened to your father, it's like you don't want to like happen to you. Like, well, right? They were kind of threatening him in that way. Got it. Okay. It uh. It's interesting because he wanted to turn off the machine. Yes. Because he's like, no one knows what it's doing. <laughs> like, none of us know. Only my dad knew yes. what it's doing. Um, so Dolores goes to see him, and the head of security basically knocks out Dolores. I feel like Dolores knew that was going to happen, right? Yeah. I think because I think what she... In the long term, what she wants to do, she wants to knock out that guy. Right. Cause, and she wanted to infiltrate the company that way through him. Right. Not necessarily being like just 
the sort of oh I'm like this girl that like <laughs> is like dating him and trying to like sneak in that way it's like oh now she has like someone on the inside that yes. can like actually like no one's gonna question right so that that's the way I read it that like she kind of like this whole episode I think she's in control and she has a plan and you know I guess if we want to get to it like by the time we get to the end and she has a whole like shootout and kills uh, that guy um, Martin Candles I think his name is Martin Candles um, mm-hmm. who is played by uh, very thick accent yeah Tommy Flanagan he's like this Irish actor do you know mm-hmm. where he's from do you recognize him mm-hmm. from no um, he is in Gladiator he's like the one uh, guy who is like the like assistant to Maximus in the beginning and then like helps him tries to help him at the end and like it's like hung from the horse and like shot a bunch of times oh. with arrows <laughs> Therese, uh, my girlfriend picked up on him immediately from, I guess, Sons of Anarchy. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, he's in, in that forever, too. Which I've never watched that, so I had no yeah, idea. Yeah, but he has a very, like, distinguishing, like, facial scar. Like, yeah. that makes him, like, look villainous, which, so, you know, that's why he gets cast in <laughs> that type of stuff. Um, I say. But he's a great actor, so. I kind of hope Liam is not just, like, I mean, I'm sure we'll see him again, considering the actor they got. I'm kind of hoping he's not totally, like, a putz and he actually does something good i think he's going to i think he'll still be involved with the season my prediction is that he isn't going to be a complete putz but i think he's going to sacrifice himself near the end of, like by the end of the season in order to stop whatever the plan is like i think he's yeah that's my concern is i don't want him to be the new lee sizemore yeah but like at least it feels like that's lee... who he is <laughs> I felt like they gave Lee like kind of a crappy send off. It was just like him just shooting guns in this one area, and it's like kind of didn't really mean anything. Um, whereas I think, you know, Liam being able to shut off this device or do something to affect it in some way, I think, is a much greater sacrifice. Um, but you know, we'll see. Yeah, um, that's interesting. You know, I just remembered because I I googled. Uh, Lee Sizemore, I can't recall his name for a split second. Um, there is a human character we love who's still alive. I'm pretty certain. Well, what Lutz and Sylvester? Yes. Yeah, I, totally I was like looking at them too. That. Like they're obviously still around. Yeah, I totally forgot. I'm so glad they're still alive. I just need someone. I just but need the need is, some like, meat where do you, that matters. Where, where do you think they are? They're just kind of chilling out somewhere in, in like L.A. No, they're in Westworld. Clean are they still in Westworld? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. They're still working. Oh, there's no way they'd leave Maeve behind. I don't think. Yeah. At I least, at least not. Like, yeah, at least not Lutz. Yeah. I mean, to co- to comment on that sort of final sort of teaser kind of scene on that ends on, is it be- so do you think that in the sort of wake of the whole Delos massacre mm-hmm. and then you have the, the scene of Charlotte basically saying, like, we just need to double down yeah. on what we were doing, then it cuts to a few months and they've, like, created this new world. And that's what like may have been reset into. Yes, I'm, I'm guessing it's like yes, that world did not exist before season two. Or they repurposed other other sections. any of the hosts that were like remaining in from the Westworld world. into because the Westworld was the place they got the worst hit. Yes, you know that's where like the massacre of most of the humans and stuff was was in the Westworld. Yeah, so. Um, it's possible that's why they're in the other place because it would be kind of tough, I think, in a couple months to create not just all the new storylines, but also all the costumes and like, you know, 
So my, my yep. guess is that that world has always existed just because they had other worlds that we don't know about yet. Um, and they just moved anyone into there while they figured out what the hell they were doing with Westworld, at least. Um, I don't want to gloss over it, but uh, the last thing I, I we should talk about would be Dolores and Caleb meeting up because Caleb's yeah, well, thing is too. like, yeah. I believe this ideology, but I don't know how to execute on it. And Dolores is like, well, let me tell you, I have a plan for that. <laughs> just like Warren. Yeah. Like, well, okay. So like, and this is adds into my thing about, I don't think Caleb is necessarily human or all like, or maybe like is halfway between human and not human is that it felt very like Dolores wanted to meet her, meet him. And specifically hundred percent, like the way that she was walking, like with purpose to that, that moment where they meet made it seem like she knew this was going to happen. And she wanted to, like, collapse in his arms. I honestly, like, the lead up to all of this stuff, before the whole shootout and stuff, I didn't think her goal was to replace the head of security, which she does. I thought it was going to be, and I'm wondering who the hell that guy is, um, I thought it was literally just to get her and Aaron Paul together. Because I think she's already tapped into that system. Okay, so she carried out five cores right human mind or host minds yeah and we know one's Abernathy and one was Bernard so we don't know the other three now if she went to the forge if she got to the forge before the forge got wiped she could get a teddy she could get anyone anyone's on the table I think the one girl that was like her loyal follower that blew up in the grenades at the um in the in the mesa with the uh, not the forge but whatever the thing that you could use to go like look through like the past. Okay, yeah. That girl, I think that's and I think maybe that's who he put uh she puts into this um uh Martin Cannell's guy. Yeah. I, I think mean Teddy, if possible, feels like a very good candidate for her. I think she puts either Teddy or Abernathy into the Charlotte mind body. Oh, I was thinking she'll put Abernathy into Man in Black. Maybe, but I think I, 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 we shouldn't obviously comment on the te- like the next week's teaser, but sure, they're, yeah, yeah. They're, they do mention how like Charlotte they show that like that initial thing happening, and yeah. it's like oh, like I know who you are, but you got to do something for me now. Which means well, like I that's why I maybe think it was like Abernathy. Well, then I guess what I would say is the or two Teddy. two of the best people she could have then would be uh, Armistice. That was like the girl, the blonde girl. Who was like yes, that, that was the, the one. So maybe yeah. like her Armistice and then, um, Hector. Hector? Yeah, he was the other. He was the gunslinger. Yes, 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 yes. But Hector so, was more Maeve's person. Yeah, but he was with Armistice. Yeah. It was like the two of them together. And if, if right. again, if she had the Forge, like versions of them, it kind of... I'm just thinking like who Dolores like, had like an actual like close relationship with. And like... Teddy. Who who she cared. Which was really came, yeah. Teddy and Abernathy. Yeah. And, and the... Armistice, I think. How about no, not, Logan? Not Armistice. Um, I'm, I'm mixing up the two. There's Armistice, and then there's the other blonde chick who was like, it, when William first went to Westworld in the past, she was like the one that was like the host that first met him at the train station and like guided him through everything. Um, and she has like kind of curly hair. Yes. So this is this is the like, I mean, this is what everyone's been guessing about for the last two years is who are the pearls? <laughs> you know? Yes. I uh, think it's it's, um, it's Angela is that 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 character's name. I think um oh Angela. I think um 
Logan Delos is an option. Logan Delos hated the man in black. He hated him. Yeah. And he but, like, hated his also, father. Like, but she, she had a traumatic experience with Dolores had a traumatic experience with Logan. Yes. She did. But also he is what helped her wake up. Like I don't I could see her using him because the version of him that was like in the forge as sort of the uh I will like guide you through things was very much like he would like to see humanity burn. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, of course, but I wouldn't be shocked if we see Ben Barnes again because he I think people really liked watching him on screen. Yeah. He was very good. Um is there anything else we missed? I think that's kind of it. Like it, the whole thing, the whole point was basically, I think, to show what is Dolores up against, what is this world like, and we know it's this sort of technocratic world that is run by technology, and it's very inhuman. Um, it also and... seems very eco-friendly too, which is, I think, yes. kind of a cool alternative to like the Blade Runner, yes, like kind of future where it's a... very like polluted and. Just... materially it's a very optimistic view of the future but yeah. substance wise our uh, Aaron Paul's character Caleb is showing us that it may not still provide humans with humanity it just yeah. provides them with comfort yeah yeah I mean that's very true which is very also reflective of our current right. time as well which is why that's like that's the message I'm getting from it because if they're going to write something like this they want it to have meaning behind it so um I like it. I, I mean, now after discussing, I like the episode more than when I first watched it. I think I'll rewatch it again before next week. Definitely. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm excited for next week too, um, which I think let's try to think what the episode name is for next week. Um, it is the winter line. Great. Uh, do you have a quote you want to end us on? Uh, I do. And it was, uh, it was by Caleb's character and only because, not because I, I dislike the episode, but it just, at the moment, I was like, ah, oh, this episode is just, it was all world building, and I love world building, and I love setup, but I knew, and the trailer for next week's episode did not disappoint. I knew that all of this was really just, so the next nine episodes could be straight fire, and this is when Aaron Paul was talking to Francis, and he says, I see what you're trying to do here, but it's not for me. <laughs> <laughs>